I heard it once said that people are changed by your example, not your opinion. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discussed how you as a leader are being watched. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. There you have it. What an intro. Seems very fitting to today's topic. Have you ever felt like you were constantly being watched and there was just no place to hide? Boy, welcome to leadership, right? And if you feel that way, I got some great news. You're not alone. And the reason you feel that way is likely because, well, you are always being watched as a leader. Leaders are always being watched. You chose this position, and that's how this thing is all set up. When you said, I'm ready to step up and lead, you also said, and maybe you didn't know you said this, but what you did say was, I know that I am about to be watched. It's one thing to be watched when everything's going well. It is a whole nother level when you are being watched in times of challenge, in times of conflict. The most effective leaders gain this understanding, and why it's so important to gain this understanding is because you need to obtain composure under pressure. The pressure is coming. You know the pressure is coming. You have felt the pressure, but people are watching not only when things are going well, but people are watching in the moments of pressure when things aren't going so well. Let's face it, there are monumental moments that occur quite often as, as leaders. We know this. You, you, have, uh, you have the high-performing employee that quits. Uh, you got to terminate somebody that is very well-liked on the team. Oh, my gosh. Have you been there? You got to fire the person that everybody loves or, or you lose your biggest customer. Uh, you make a huge mistake and everybody knows about it. Has this ever happened to you as a leader? Do any of these things sound familiar to you? None of these things are fun. I was in a recent coaching session with an executive leader. We spent a lot of time talking about leadership composure, and it's what prompted this episode. You know, they, they were telling me that they were getting worn out by always having this feeling and always having this need of being quote unquote on. I always feel like I got to be on, Jeff. It's exhausting. I feel like, uh, you know, people are scrutinizing my every move, my every word, my body language. I just, I feel like everybody's a paparazzi running around trying to figure out what I'm doing. And there is no doubt that this is a weighty feeling but one that we all need to identify with. And here's something else to think about. The higher you go in your leadership influence, the more you're going to feel this. Leadership presence is a real thing, and it is critical that we are always aware of the influence that we have. We are influencers. 
your people, your team, your employees, the people around you, they don't expect perfection, but they do expect accountability and they definitely expect ownership. Your team members are going to feed off of your emotions and your outlook on things. If you're constantly worried and talking about the results and I don't know what we're going to do, I I can't believe we lost our biggest customer, I can't believe our number one salesperson quit, what you're going to incorporate into your culture is panic because people are watching your emotions. They're watching your body language. They're, They're watching your words to find out what is your true outlook on this going to be. This will lead to potential concern about their job security if you don't get this right. However, if you show confidence, guess what? Your team's going to pick up on that as well. And this does include your body language. People are watching you and your reactions will, will have a huge impact on how they perceive you as a, as a leader and where the organization is going. And it's probably more than you even realize, quite frankly. I'm all for the new uh, trend of vulnerability and, um, you know, being transparent. I'm for it. I'm 100% for it. But in the face of challenges, I'm not saying not to be vulnerable, but somebody's got to step up and have a level of composure. Influential leaders are always aware of their surroundings, and they understand the impact that their reactions and language have on the environment and the morale of the team. This is huge. Do not take this lightly. This is absolutely huge as a leader. It's easy to celebrate wins and create a positive environment when everything's going great. However, it's when your organization is really tested that your true character as a leader is going to be on full display. If any of you are listening and maybe you were in leadership during the 2008-2009 era, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This was a challenging business environment for everyone. I remember getting uh, the the memo from on high that I I had to lay off 20% of my team. Wow, this was devastating. You know, this had never been done in the history of the organization that I was in at the time. This was new news. This was unprecedented. And here I am thinking about how in the world Am I going to make this decision? I got to take 20% of my already high-performing team. I I didn't have anybody on my team that was on a performance improvement plan. I didn't have anybody on my team at that time that I would deem as a uh, a poor culture fit. This was a team that was on the rise. This was a team that had great unity. And I had to take 20% of that team and tell them they could no longer come back. This is tough. This is hard. This was not the time to be a reactive leader. This was the time for intentional and visionary leadership. I had to pull that team in. I had to explain to them that we were making very hard decisions for the long haul. I had to make sure that they knew that although we had to have 20% of the team had to go away, that that didn't mean that everybody was going away. What I couldn't have was everybody just running in panic, wondering every single day if they were going to come in and it was going to be them next. There was a lot that was in motion here. And I had to be the bad guy. I had to be the one to, you know, uh, wipe the tears of the people that were being laid off. Then I had to go back into the team and I had to try to muster up some level of composure to cast a vision that the future is going to be better than it is today. 
This isn't easy. This is hard. Leadership's hard. But we got to remember in these moments that we have to be intentional. We have to be visionary. Remember, as a leader, you're the one that carries the influence of the team. As the leader goes, so goes the team. There's no doubt that this can be challenging, but there are practical things that you can do as a leader to build your composure. I I got some more great news for you. Composure is a muscle that you can develop. You're going to be tested in ways in the future that you've never been tested before. But have you ever wondered, you've been around these leaders. I know that you have. You've been around these leaders that it just seems like nothing gets them down. They never wear it on their sleeve. They're fully composed. They could be in the foxhole taking on fire from the enemy, and it's like they're kind of unmoved. Well, Well, why is this? Some people carry this so strongly that they get the reputation that they don't care, truly. It's like, could you show some level of emotion? Everybody's in the back crying and you're acting like nothing's wrong. Typically, I will tell you, if it is a leader that truly does care, it's because they've been there before. They understand their role in this moment. Now is not the time to fall apart. Now is the time to take the morale, the culture, and the whole team on your back and go. And we do this by having composure. Here's some things I want you to think about as you build your composure muscles. The first one is practice self-awareness. This is so big. I, this, I can't stress this one enough. It is so important to be aware of your own emotions and how they may affect your behavior. Take time to reflect on your thoughts and feelings and start identifying triggers that may cause you to lose your composure. Once you learn these triggers, you can better prepare for them. Think of these as like being in the dentist chair. We've all been in the dentist chair. Well, maybe not all of us. Maybe maybe I'm speaking out of uh, experience. But you got to get this uh, cavity fixed or you got to get a filling or there's going to be some drilling done. Let's just say that. Well, you want the Novocaine, right? Like you, you want the shot. You want to be numb for this, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, guess what? There's got to be a little bit of pain so that you can get out of big pain, right? Can you imagine the trigger in you that would occur if they're like, hey, uh, Jeff, open up your mouth, and they just ram a shot into your jaw? It's like, are you a maniac? Are you a psychopath? What did you just do to me? But no good dentist does that, do they? No, they, they help you. They don't want to trigger you. They already know that people that are coming to the dentist are already hijacked emotionally and mentally. So they start talking you through this. A great dentist is going to say, hey, this is going to pinch, but it's going to save you from a lot of pain. All right, take a deep breath. It's coming. Little pinch, little pinch, and we're good. Very nice job. Go ahead and breathe out, breathe out. They get you ready for this, right? You know, these triggers are coming your way as well, and they're different for all of us. Some of us are moved by this. Some of us are moved more by that. Some of us get emotional here, and when others uh, get emotional there, we, we have different triggers, We let these things get under our skin more than anything else. What are those things for you? This self-awareness thing is so important. I have a really, really good friend that um, he gets like really, really squeamy when you start talking about gross things. Let's just say if it's, if blood's involved, you know, childbirth, you know, down the list, it doesn't matter. Like if you start talking about this, this guy is at risk for passing out at any minute. Like I I've, I've been known to see him like take a knee or even lay down on the floor because he knows it's coming. I'm, I'm getting out. 
But here's what he's done over time. He starts, he starts to understand his triggers when this happens. And I'm sure there's a name or a word for this phenomenon, but this is a real thing for him. And if you're listening, my friend, <laughs> we got some amazing stories about this. It's actually hilarious. But he has learned over time what these triggers are. So he knows like if this if this certain feeling in my body happens, I got to get away from the conversation. I got to stop looking at the thing, whatever it might be. I got to get out. I got to get, you know, air. I got to I got to reframe my mind. I got to stop thinking about it. What he's built over time is self-awareness. This is exactly what you have to do in leadership. There will be triggers that come up. You need to identify them and you need to get ahead of them. The second piece is develop emotional intelligence. You hear me talk about this so much on the show. But if you are a longtime listener, here's my challenge. What have you done to build your emotional intelligence muscles? This EQ, we call it emotional intelligence, it's the ability to recognize and manage your emotions as well as understand and influence the emotions of other people. By developing EQ, you can better control your emotional reactions. And we respond to situations then in a calm and composed manner because we're not getting, we're not taking this personal. We're not feeling hijacked. We see it for what it is. It's an exchange. It's another human being. Not every human being acts the same. We're just processing data. That's what EQ is. Developing a high EQ, it is one of the most critical components of leadership. You have to chase this down. You have to have great knowledge of the pillars of EQ. And you have to have a knowledge of how do I, uh, uh, how do I gain awareness of these and how do I navigate these for myself and for my team. You know, we've talked about many of the books, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. If you haven't read that yet, you're absolutely wrong. You got to read that book. But if this is an area that you or your team need assistance with, we would love to help. If you want more information on getting connected to one of our emotional intelligence coaches or you want to learn about one of our EQ workshops, make sure that you email us at info at jeffhancher.com. We would love to serve you in this manner. But EQ is a huge piece of maintaining composure. The third one is maintain a positive mindset. And I know this is a Mr. Obvious moment, but I'm telling you it's absolutely true because maintaining a positive mindset can help you stay calm. It can help you remain focused even in the most stressful situations. How do we get this positive mindset? Well, one of the key areas that I have found that benefit me is to practice gratitude. What are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? How much time do you spend focusing on that? You know, you can focus on the problem. You can focus on what's been taken. But how much time do you focus on what you have left and how you can use it? Are you focusing on what you do have? The, the other area of mindset is your strengths. Everybody listening has strengths. How much time do you spend focusing on your strengths? You know, it's human nature to focus on the things you aren't good at. If you don't believe me, uh, the next time you're in the mirror, just stare, stare at yourself in the mirror. What are you seeing? Are you seeing all the flaws or are you seeing all the characteristics that you love about your face? I'll bet you 
uh, and you're listening and you know I'm right. You're looking into the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I got another wrinkle to the left of my eye. Oh my gosh, I got a pimple right under my chin. Oh my gosh, I got a unibrow. Like what, whatever it is, right? We don't focus on the positives. We always find the negatives. This means that you have to be intentional. A great way to create a positive mindset is focus on what you're good at. You are good at things. What are they? And are you calling them out? Seek positive experiences to help you maintain a positive outlook. It's for this reason that we launched the Leadership Development Group. We launched the Executive Mastermind. We're now launching the Sales Training Group. Why? We want to create environment. We want to create space. We want to create an environment that you can be safe in, that you can be vulnerable in, that you can be transparent in, that you're, you're never going to have to worry about being attacked, and there's going to be people there that are going to support you. Are you being intentional to get in the room, to get into the experiences, to get around the people that are feeding you to have a positive mindset? I've not always been good at this, this mindset thing, this positive, especially when I would lose. You know, I was like, you know, the kid in fifth grade who hated to lose, even as an adult early in my career. I remember, um, I might have told this story before on this podcast, but it's one that just keeps coming back because, oh my gosh, I'm going to get vulnerable. I'm on this, um, me and two other guys, Bob and Jim, if you're listening, shout out. I know how much you guys love this story. Me, Bob, and Jim, we're sitting in a conference room. We're on a conference call with our regional sales vice president. We're all local sales managers at the time. And uh, there's some, let's call it restructuring that's about to take place. And uh, during this call, because I was the lowest tenured sales manager at the time, I was the one that had to take the assignment into the new divisions. You know, we were in one division, the three of us, for years and years and years. Uh, it's all that the three of us ever knew. And because of this restructuring and because of my tenure as a sales leader, I had to take on the new assignment. I was devastated. I'm like, man, that's the end of my career. This is going to suck. I don't know anything about these new businesses, all of this stuff. I maintained all the composure I could muster up during that conference call. And it was on the phone. We didn't even have Zoom back in that time. And um, But the guys, Jim and Bob, man, they could see my body language. Like they could see like this was having a serious impact on me. But I wasn't letting the sales VP see me sweat. Yeah, no problem. We're going to kill it. Everything's going to be fine. As soon as we hung up that phone, these guys, it was almost like they wanted to do an intervention because <clears throat> they could see like this was, I was crushed. They're saying things like, Hanch, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We're here for you. I'm not even hearing them. I literally walk out of the office, go to my car. I'm in a fit of rage, and I literally kicked the car as hard as I could. Now, I look back in the window, and Jim and Bob are looking out the window, staring at me like a deer in the headlights, like I'm some kind of psychopath. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? These guys just saw me act like a juvenile delinquent out here kicking my car. Like, who does this? No, no positive mindset. You want to hear something wild? This change that made 
It, it catapulted my career. I got to have exposure to something I didn't have before. It made me more well-rounded. It helped me stand out in these new divisions. As a matter of fact, for the remainder of my career, I never even went back to the original division that I was in. It was a catapult, but I didn't have the mindset in the time. This is those, that moment that, that, that I should have went towards, is this happening for me? Or is it happening to me, right? We can always make these decisions. So the moral of that story is when you get bad news or what you think is bad news, don't go kick the car. People are watching. That's insanity. Being positive is not a skill. It's a choice. However, with the challenges that arise as leaders, it's something you have to fight for. You have to fight for the, in the battle of the mind. Doing this sometimes requires you to take time out and get out of the heat of the battle to reframe your mind. Lastly, you got to seek support. You, this is not a solo mission. Don't be afraid to ask support from others when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed. I'm not saying, you know, call in uh, the frontline people of your company and say, guys, I can't take it anymore. I don't know what we're going to do. No. Composure in your team, composure in your organization. I'm all, I'm all in on vulnerable, but nobody wants to see a mental breakdown in the conference room. Nobody needs that. You find that support up or outside of your organization. It could be a friend. It could be a colleague, a peer. Uh, it could be a mentor. It could be a coach like myself or one of the amazing coaches on our team. This is where so many leaders get it wrong. They try to do it alone. They try to, uh, quote unquote, tough it out. I'm not going to let them see me sweat. I can take it. I, you know, I'm a big deal. They, you know, I, I can push through this thing. You were never meant to do it alone. This is one of the biggest reasons that our comp my company exists. It's to help you thrive. It's to help other leaders thrive. And if we can help you in any way, don't hesitate to email us. Info at jeffhancher.com. We have an amazing team of coaches and facilitators that would be honored to support you on your journey. By practicing these simple strategies and learning, you can develop greater leadership composure and become better equipped to handle challenging situations with a new level of grace and a higher level of professionalism. Leader, how would you grade yourself on your level of leadership composure? What will you do differently in the future to build your composure? Because people are watching. What are you delivering for them to see? Because they're watching. If you were in the courtroom and accused of being a composed leader, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Leadership doesn't just happen with the snap of a finger. It happens every single day when you take intentional steps that push you and push your team to the next level. Know where you want to take your business. Keep going in that direction no matter what and take your team with you. Leadership is complex. It's challenging. However, even in our most challenging times, we are given the opportunity to inspire others with our resilience, with our focus, and with our strength. I hope this episode challenges you to look inside and continue to evolve as a leader that's full of composure. Until next week, keep turning that pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead 
inspire, win.